finds Rose. Rose trying to get open, fires away. Bang! It's over! The Bulls win at the buzzer! Inside the 30, Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Here's the 01. This is going to be a tough play. Welcome back to the Gold to Goat podcast. I am Reese. I am joined tonight. We'll have several several people kind of revolving in and out, but I am joined by the GOAT, the, <laughs> the retired pickup basketball and softball player. Uh, he is the greatest dad on the planet, my dad. How you doing? Good man, glad to be on here. That's quite an introduction. I, oh, I yeah. am retired. Um, you know, I could I could still stand outside and shoot the three, but uh, other than that, I'm I'm pretty much retired. You you did fail to mention I'm also a coach of the year, high school yes. basketball coach of the year, conference yes. coach of the year. I'm just saying, coach of the year, scratch golfer, <laughs> something He's, like that. He's got an extended resume that that just keeps going. Well, we are recording tonight, Thursday, April 27th. It is 8.08, almost 8.09 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which means we are just getting underway here with the NFL draft. Momentarily, the number one pick should be should be coming in soon. Uh, Dad, what's, who, who do you have going number one tonight? You know what? Uh, here's the deal. I know what I know what everybody is is saying. Um, you know, one of these two quarterbacks are, are probably the ones that are going to go one or two. Man, I just I think there's a lot of question marks with these guys. You know, with with, with their size, and then you know Stroud, Bryce Young with his size, and then Stroud with. Um, you know, kind of some of the the the, the low scores. I you know I don't, I don't remember all the details on some of the stuff, but some of the stuff is about just his his low scores and just attitude about football in general, kind of a deal. So, man, you know, you get a you get a once in a you know decade opportunity sometimes to draft a quarterback that high. I just don't know. I don't know if these guys are guys that you can build your, your, uh, you know, your franchise on. I just don't know if they're franchise quarterbacks. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. I think if Bryce Young were about three inches taller, he would be a lock Hall of Famer. And, you know, I know we got Drew Brees and stuff, so, you know, I don't want to take away from his height. But, I mean, it's it's hard to be a short quarterback. You know, you always look at the, the rule, not the exception. You know, obviously, yeah. you got guys like Russell Wilson, who's a, a shorter quarterback as well. But um, you know, not knocking Bryce Young's talent, I think C.J. Stroud is the the physical quarterback you would take. If you if you combined the two, I think they would be right. <laughs> obviously the clear number one. They would be the, um, they would be the guy, absolutely. Yeah, but you, like you said, the exception versus the rule, right? Kyler Murray. You you mentioned you mentioned. Um, uh, Russell Wilson and you know the difference is with Russell Wilson he's a small quarterback 
But Russell Wilson is primarily a passer. He's kind of a reluctant runner. Right. There's a guy like Kyler Murray who who likes to run. And those guys, especially those small guys, man, you get in the NFL and the speed difference and whatever. I just, you know, I, I, did you see the deal on Dan Patrick the other day, um, the GM from Arizona? I can't remember the guy's name, but he was talking about Nick Bosa talking about you know, you should have drafted me instead of instead of Kyler. And he was saying, well, if I'd have drafted you, I probably would have gotten fired because it takes, you know, you can't it it you can you can see an immediate impact sometimes with the quarterback, but we're seeing with Kyler Murray, you know, like has he has he reached his ceiling? Like this is as good as he's gonna be, which is he can be a great quarterback at times, but he's not really a guy that can lead you deep into the playoffs. Right. Right, for sure. I'm I'm looking here. The Panthers are officially on the clock. Uh, they're kind of going over the Panthers and Bears trade. The Panthers received 2023 first overall pick. The Bears received the ninth overall pick, a second round pick this year, a, ne- a first round pick next year, 2025 pick next, uh, second round pick, and CJ Moore. Bears got quite a haul. Uh, we're sitting at nine right now. How do you feel about about the trade? Um, you know, obviously picking up CJ Moore, you know, he's he's probably not that top tier receiver like a Stefan Diggs or yeah, uh, you know, someone like that, Justin Jefferson. But, you know, he's he's much better than a lot of the receivers that the Bears have had. Um, and you get more draft capital, not so top heavy. You kind of spread it out over the next few years. Um, you get some more some more second round picks. How do you feel about that that trade? Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think it's a great trade. I mean, to get more now, you got more in Claypool. You got. I mean, you got solid. You know, like you said, I don't know. I don't know that you'd put more in that upper echelon category. Like, I think he's close. I think he's probably, probably. You know, if you go top ten, he's probably in the lower part of that. But, but still, is a solid number one receiver. Claypool is a solid guy. You know, you're starting to surround. Justin Fields with playmakers, which is what you need. You know, you got to have guys. I mean, that's the, that's the thing the last few years is they just don't – they didn't have any playmakers. Yeah. So the NFL draft is weird to me, you know, because because unless you have a guy that is just an, an absolute clear standout number one guy that is going to turn your franchise around, I think it makes sense to do what the Bears did, drop down a little bit. You're still going to get a stud. You know, and they're going to go yeah. defense most likely. You're going to get a stud rusher. You're going to get a pass rusher. You're going to get a stud uh, linebacker. You know, tip. I'm assuming they're probably going to go D line, some edge rusher, or something like that. So I mean, you're going to get a stud guy at nine, and then you've got what fifty? Is it fifty one and sixty two or something like that? Picks something like that. Line. So you know, I mean, you're going to get those. The NFL's weird because you know other other drafts like like. Like NBA, for example, you know, there's a significant drop off from like pick number 12 or 13. And then into the second round, you get it. You get a pretty huge drop off on who's going to make an impact. The NFL, man, like you're, you can get, you can fill holes deep into the draft, third and fourth round. You can get quality picks. So I think it makes sense with as many holes as the Bears had, it makes to me the most sense load up on more picks, you got your wide receiver, now you can get some defensive help, um, you know, um, 
I mean, I still think that there's some uh, some holes defensively that they need to fill. But I think I think they I personally I feel like that they won the trade because, you know, I, I don't know that there's a guy at one that I'm just dying to take. Absolutely. Yeah. So interesting take there saying they're going to go go defense. I think a lot of the mock drafts we've seen um, have had them going with Paris Johnson, Jr. from Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, uh, left tackle. I think he, they would stick him at right tackle, um, but he played left tackle at Ohio State or um, uh, Skaronsky from from Northwestern. To me, th- an absolute waste of that trade would be if they if they take Skaronsky. Absolutely. I I'm not sold on him. I think they even mentioned um, him being more of a guard type of lineman than a, a tackle. Um, so I, I think that would be a, a total waste. There are several other scenarios. Um, Jordan mentioned there's a, a very good uh, source that said uh, Bears could trade with the Steelers. They would go, they would trade nine and number 61 for the 17th, 32nd, and 120. So you get three picks back. Or the one that was real interesting to me, this was a, it wasn't really a rumor. It was just kind of a, a, a hopeful report that I saw the Reds or almost said the Redskins, the commanders did not um, extend chase young. Mm. So there's, there's rumors that they're not, that they're not uh, sold on him. So the bears could trade. Uh, this was the hypothetical bears trade the ninth pick and the one thirty third pick for number 16, number 47 and chase young. So then you trade back to 16, and then you can draft. Um, the guy that was mentioned there was Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, the receiver mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I think I think your biggest hole is still on that line. I think you did a lot to, to beef up the defense. There's obviously still some holes there. But, um, I mean, we've seen several of the last Super Bowl winners. You know, you don't need a, a flawless defense. Obviously, the Eagles had just about every – every mark you can check off they had it um and they they didn't win but they you know they went to the super bowl but um i think i think getting chase young all the guys that he needs to prove if you want to extend him i think you know jalen hurts and lamar jackson signing these monster deals that they just signed lamar jackson signed today five years 260 million dollars um passed up jalen hurts i think that really kind of you got to know this is the year that you got to know. So I think you, you have to go offensive line or get him another weapon. Um, I think in Jake is going to be a a great receiver. Um, It all just depends. You know, I, it's, it's so tough to tell, you know, a lot of times we talk about uh, messing up a draft, but we're talking about that three or four years later. Um, It's, it's always hard to tell on draft night, how it actually went, unless there's a, you know, a serious, uh, mistake there so yeah I think I think either of those two scenarios where you trade back around that 16 or 17 pick um, I think that wouldn't be a bad idea either um, but I, I I think their their plan would be to take a guy like Paris Johnson Jr. or I really hope it wouldn't be Skaronsky but um, I think they're going to beef up that line um, do everything they can there so yeah, you know, I, I, those trade scenarios are interesting. 
I de- you you definitely need offensive line help. You know, I mean, I I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not 100 sold on their running back core. I mean, I think they've got some good pieces, but I you, I don't know that there's a guy that you look at like, man, you just hand that guy the ball. He's you know, weapon as a pass catcher and a blocker and a runner. You know, I, I think they've got some decent pieces, but a lot of that is dependent on your offensive line. So if you could, you know, if you could go, if you could do that trade you're talking about where they where they go back to, would you say 16 or something like that? Yeah. If they go back to 16, you know, maybe 16 and then the 30s and you get, you get a, an edge rusher and an offensive line in that top tier – you know, then then maybe that's something that that I think you do. You've got you've got to protect Justin Fields. I mean, that's the bottom line. My man, bro, my man, be running for his life. He's getting last. abused. You know, and and here's the deal. He, I, you know, I think he showed he's got potential, but he can't be he can't be your leading rusher, and yeah. you you can't. In the NFL, man, you just can't depend on a guy to run like that all the time. At some point, he's going to get popped. He's going to get hit. And then then you got injuries and you got all this stuff going on. Like, you've got to protect him, let him be able to get that ball out. So, I'm really hoping that they get a stud offensive lineman and maybe, you know, maybe in some later rounds pick up a couple other guys. I did read somewhere where they're talking about um, they, they're, they're, there's chatter – that they're going to fill some of the offensive line holes with veterans because they don't want to depend on rookies to you know to slot into those key roles, which that makes sense to me. I'm cool with that, but you also you also have to kind of keep keep the pipeline going too. Yeah, I think you know that's a two sided coin. You know, obviously you want a young core, but you also want guys that are proven. You know, you don't want to waste. I mean, the Bears haven't had a top ten pick in forever. You know, so this is an uh, opportunity that comes around a lot. Um, we'll interrupt right here. Panthers did take Bryce Young. We got a pick. Brand, uh, Panthers pick Bryce Young, number one. He couldn't get his hat on. Did you? Were you watching that? No, I didn't see it. Uh-uh. He was he was in the mirror trying to put his hat on. And his hair was was too big. <laughs> he couldn't get it down. That's awesome. Um, interesting thing I'm reading right here. The Cardinals have had conversations with the Titans involving a the third overall pick for the 11th overall pick and DeAndre Hopkins. Run that by me again. The Panthers would trade DeAndre Hopkins and yeah. the third overall pick to the Titans for the 11th overall pick. Hmm. That's interesting. That's real interesting. So – I don't know. I don't know. Uh, trying to process that. I mean, I think I don't know who. I don't know who would come out better in that trade. To be honest with you, ah, uh, I, I think the Titans would because you move up to number three and you get you get DeAndre Hopkins. Then you can pick um, if CJ Stroud is available. You get him, or you get uh, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. I think Ryan Tannehill. I can't remember if. I think he's he's out, right, in Tennessee. Yeah. So, I mean, you get your quarterback and, you know, you've already got Derrick Henry. You got a solid defense. Um, 
interesting. And I don't, I don't know how I feel about this Bryce Young pick. I don't either. I, I'm, man, I, I, you know, I know what he produced there, um, and I know Alabama hasn't had really a great track record, you know, of, of producing great quarterbacks. I, I mean, I think, I think the the, you know, the jury's still out on Tua. Um, you know, what he's going to be. You know, I heard somebody, it might have been Dan Patrick way back in the day, and he was talking about, you know, how hard it is to evaluate these these guys that are playing at these super programs like, you know, like Alabama, uh, Georgia. Yeah. Um, like, I hate to even, I hate to put, I hate to put Ohio State in the same category, but, you know, Ohio State, whatever. We're close. Uh, yeah, you know, Michigan's, Michigan's kind of getting that level, but they were saying, you know, it's hard to evaluate them because the skill positions are so much better than the other teams that you're throwing to wide open guys. So it's hard to evaluate. I, again, I just, man, I, I don't know that Bryce Young's the guy you're going to build. Yeah. He's, he's good. I just don't know. I don't know how good he is. Yeah, I agree. I was going to bring that up about C.J. Moore. He's done a lot with a mm-hmm. absolute revolving door of quarterbacks in Carolina. Right. So, you know, we may see that he takes a step up with a, a quarterback. And, you know, Jordan brought this up. I guess I just hadn't watched enough Ohio State football when, when Justin Fields was there. But he was the best passing quarterback in that draft when, like, coming out of college. Yeah. He just – obviously he had a lot better weapons – and it's so hard to tell without an offensive line. And, you know, they had Darnell Mooney, but he was injured uh, quite a bit last year. It's so hard to tell how good he actually is as a passer. So I think this will reveal a lot about both C.J. Moore and Justin Fields, um, you know, stepping up the defense and stepping up that line, giving them time to, to step back. Um, so the Bears wide receiving core was so pathetic last year. It was horrible. Just so terrible. The, I mean, really, you, you could go down just about any position, especially late in the year, you know, watching some of those late games. You're like, who in the world are they even trotting out there? Like, this is these, – these guys are terrible. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, there, there certainly were some warning signs with some of the throws you, th- you saw Justin Fields making, you know, and, and not making some of the reads that you'd expect him to make. But – when you have about 1.2 seconds to read the defense before a guy's up in your grill, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of hard. And any, any quarterback, I mean, this is, this is the truth. You can make, you can make Tom Brady look pedestrian. The people that have beat Tom Brady, you know, like, like in their years of dominance, the people that beat Tom Brady were the teams that got in his face and rushed him. And you do that to any quarterback and you can make them look, you know, very average, but you give, you know, you give a Tom Brady that extra second to make the read, make the right throw. He's going to, he's going to do it every time. That's what Justin Fields has got to do. That's what he's got to learn how to do. Absolutely. All right. Number two pick is in CJ Stroud out of Ohio state goes to the Texans. So we're, we're pretty much following all of the mock drafts so far. Um, I think that's, pretty uh, consistent with everything we've seen. So now we're going to kind of get into the interesting part. I think two through nine, 
two through nine is where you really get kind of where everyone was uncertain between Will Anderson, uh, Jalen Carter, um, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. You know, you got a, a slew of guys in there. And well, it's the all about like Jalen Carter, you know. Yeah. Like, does he even want to play football? Yeah. You know, that's that's the big question coming out of the, you know, out of his pro day. Just does he really have the heart for it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think, I don't know. I They brought up, it was kind of a big deal when he, uh, he'd committed to some type of, of camp with the, the Mannings. He was doing some type of like training deal with a bunch of kids or something. And I guess it was a no call, no show, which I know that that sticks out with you from your role in the corporate world. Mm. But, mm. but. You fired, bro. You fired. You fired. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's this close to the draft. Do you think they they made way too big a deal out of that? As they were, I mean, they were they were talking um, like some of these analysts were saying he was going to drop two, three, maybe even four picks just because he skipped this this mini camp or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think teams. You remember remember. Uh, Jeremy Tunstall that, you know, yes. on draft day and, you know, that all came out and, and man, he dropped, he, of course that was, that was a much bigger deal. Um, of course, but anything. So here, here's, here's the deal. Like he's an obvious talent. Is he, is he the kind of talent that you overlook character questions? There are some guys, let, I mean, let's just be real for a minute. Okay. There's some guys in pro sports that they're like, you know what? He's so talented. We'll we'll you know we'll deal with the baggage. We'll take the baggage. We'll take the extra. And we'll deal with that. I don't know that Jalen Carter's that dude. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a he's a great player. If there's baggage and these guys, you know, they're they're running them through the ringer. Not that they not that these GMs can't make mistakes and whatever. Running through the ringer. Um, I mean, he, I mean, his performance on the field has been pretty, pretty phenomenal. Right. So you can't, you can't really say that he, but is he going to like, now he's getting the money. Is he really going to be, is he really going to be the guy that you can pin your hopes on? And I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, like as a bears fan, I would be nervous if the bears took him. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's always hard to tell, you know. I mean, you got a guy like, you know, we don't want to bring up the the past too much, but a guy like Ray Lewis, you know. And now, if you asked anybody about Ray Lewis, nobody would even tell you, you know, especially this younger generation that he ever got in any kind of trouble, right? You know, it, it is different in the social media age. Um, you know, you you can't get by with nothing anymore. You know, everything is always out there. So, well, y'all, we got another. Another OG in here, Jordan Emmerich joining us. He is, oh, he's giving me the, oh, hold off. Okay, all right. He's not, he's not here yet. He's watching. He's watching. <laughs> he's watching the expertise right now. Is what he's doing. He's just, he's just, he just wants to get the uh, expert analysis that we're providing, Reese. That's why he's on here right now. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to hear. We got a watch party going. Maybe we'll we'll get a couple on. Watch party. He's uh he's rocking the the Bears hat, I see it. So uh, Cardinals got two minutes left on the clock. Still don't know if they're gonna gonna trade that back to the Titans. 
uh, for DeAndre Hopkins. So I guess we'll we'll see where that goes. Uh man, there's there's so much. Hey, while we're waiting, Chicago Cubs. Bro, listen, there were three things I wanted to talk about. I know, I know it's draft night, but we got some filler time, right? Absolutely. We got some filler time. Number one, first of all, I want to say to all my Cardinal fans, you are welcome for the Wilson Contreras trade. Thank you for taking him off our hands. I told him. I told him. Willie, he's, bro, you're going to love him and hate him. He's going to do a lot of great things, but he's a terrible catcher and whatever. So, So that's one thing, man. Hey, and the other, the Cubs, bro, they're stacked in their farm system. I mean, you got, you got Morrell, you got Mertz, you got uh, Crow Armstrong. Like, dude. Hey, Crow Armstrong is one of the most exciting players I've seen in a while. Did you see his slide into third slide the other into day? third? That was Javi Baez reminiscent. He, bro, he does it all, man. So I love the Cubs. Number two, I just want to – this is this is just a, a quick one-off since this is kind of Chicago stuff today. Bro, the Bulls – I hate the Bulls right now. I'm so stinking ticked of the Bulls. Okay. Like, okay. So we we got into this. Me and Jordan did last week. We we discussed some some Bulls stuff. I know you're not a huge NBA guy. You don't really watch until the playoffs, and even then, it's just it's hard to watch. But if the Bulls were good, you would you would be watching. Oh man, bro! Listen, I growing up as a kid. I used to watch back in the day, man, uh, Artist Gilmore, Reggie Theus. Like, I watched them when they stunk, pre-Jordan day. So, man, I'm a diehard, diehard Bulls fan. And, you know, to, to, to see what they're doing – and now, granted, Lonzo, as much as I hate to say it, Lonzo is – if he were there, I think it would be a different piece. But, but Lonzo ain't coming back, bro. If he does, he's not going to be the same guy that he was – so, like, you need to you need to jump ship on this stuff. They need to blow this team up. And the other thing, the other thing is, bro, Pat Bev, really, really, you're gonna go get yourself Pat Bev, and you're gonna take time away from Io and uh, uh, what's the other dude, uh, Williams, Pat Patrick Williams, Williams. Kobe White. Yeah, I mean, you're going to take time away for a dude that doesn't do Jack Diddle. All he does is talk junk. Oh, so frustrating. Hey, hey, hold up. The Texans have traded for the number three pick with the Cardinals. Oh, oh the Texans moved up. I wonder why. I wonder who they wanted. I don't even know who they they would trade to get that pick. Hmm. So they've got – they had the number two pick and number they took C.J. Stroud. They had, the they, tw- they had the number 12 pick. Yep. There's so, okay, here pick. it is. Here it is. So the Texans trade this year's pick number 12, pick number 33, a 2024 first-round pick, and a 2024 third-round pick. The Cardinals trade pick number three and pick number one hundred five, and the Texans just took Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. So they just took C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. That is huge, right there. Wow. Okay. 
Houston making moves. Houston making moves. Hey, let's be real, though. They had a long way to go, bro. Yeah, you gotta. You might want to trade for the, the fourth pick and the fifth pick and the sixth pick. <laughs> they got a long way to go, man. But man, hey. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that they should trade up. I would think with as many holes as they had, they would want more picks. You know what I'm saying? Unless that's what I was thinking. Unless they're saying that just you know Stroud is going to make their is Stroud going to make their offense that much better as a rookie quarterback, and then you're going up to get Will. I don't know. I, I guess we'll see. I mean, hey, hey, we're just we're just lowly podcasters doing this in our free time. These guys are paid to do this, I guess, right? That's right. That's right. Hey, while we're doing that, the third thing I was going to mention to you, the yeah, third yeah. is, okay, so the portal in college basketball is cray-cray. Like, it's made the world absolutely bananas, but it's actually added quite a bit of excitement. And I just – I'm going to say right now, you know, you and I were texting earlier today, there's a lot of smoke about Ray J. Dennis from – right here in good old Toledo. The 419, baby. 419 representing. And uh, Ray J, Ray J's a dog, man. We've seen him play, you know. Um, he's, he, he, this is this is not the right example. So please don't, don't anybody like message the podcast and say that dude's lost his mind. But his style of play is like a poor man D-Will. Okay, so so here's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say Andres Feliz. Well, yeah, I think he's got he, he's got a little more size than Feliz. Yeah, and and I think he's got a little more twitch. You know, D okay. Will D Will was twitchy. Yeah, and and the and the thing is about Ray J, like there there were times where I'd watch him play, and and D Will was this way at times where I don't know they just. They make the game sometimes look easy. They almost look a little lazy. Yeah. And Ray J, Ray J kind of has that look. But bro, you get Ray J, you get Shannon back, Hawkins back, Domask, Danger. Bro, that's a legit squad. Yeah. And I saw I saw the other day, uh, over was it over 700 games started? Something like that between Boise State and, and Toledo. Well, and all all of the all of these guys that they're bringing in, like they're bringing in, they're bringing in veteran guys. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that that have started. So, bro, that's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see the portal. You know, Illinois fans tend to tend to uh, kind of go a little overboard. Sometimes we can be a little bit dramatic, and so you know, we were talking about. Uh, you know, we were talking about, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. We go overboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about how Underwood, Yellen, and whatever, all these guys going to the portal, we're right at the average for uh, Power 5 programs having guys that, that enter the portal. You know, all of these teams are having guys enter the portal left and right. It's just the nature of the game right now. So, you know, Illinois fans need to Need to calm down a little bit. Uh, you know, we're going to be okay. We got some good recruiters. So just trust the process. It's time to do something, but, you know, trust the process. 
That's right. That's right. Hey, Jordan, Jordan's giving you giving you some smack talk. Listen, I was thinking, I was thinking he was talking about Jalen Coleman lands, but that's how many teams he's played for. I think is seven hundred. Well, okay. So while you were talking, I was listening to or I was watching the the draft, so I was seeing what was going on. So until Jordan can actually get on here and talk, he needs to just <laughs> know his role, sit in the watch party. Yeah. Yeah. So Sitting in the cheap seats, lobbing yeah. grenades at you. Yeah, it's easy when you're not in front of the mic. So, your time's coming, Jordan. So the Colts pick is in. Uh, still waiting. In. Still waiting to be announced. Uh, but the pick is in. So they're at number four, and then you got uh, Seattle at number five. Detroit they at number six. Will Levis is that who they're taking? They taking QB in Indy. That's what Jordan's saying. Jordan's saying Will Levis. That this would be, I mean, they need a quarterback. That's the thing about these draft things. Like, man, they just take so just get up there and make the announcement. I'm saying I think they're gonna go Anthony Richardson. What? Yeah, what? You think they're hey, Polian's nuts. I saw two. I saw two mock drafts today that said uh, Anthony Richardson would be the number one pick. Okay, and they were like CBS. They weren't like the main CBS ones, but they were CBS reporters. All right, here we go. Selection is. I called it. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony Richardson to Indianapolis Colts. Out of Florida, interesting pick. I here's the deal. I think I get it, bro. What? I don't. I don't get that pick. That'll be. That'll be interesting to see. Okay. So you were seeing him on some drafts, right? Yeah, I, I was seeing some some mock drafts that had him going number one, and they were they weren't like you know your your main guys like your Mel Kiper Juniors or anything like that. They were just CBS kind of beat reporters. So obviously, I didn't really think that he would go number one. Um, but I I figured if he's getting some buzz, he may bump up because they you know before and even during the combine they were saying higher to ten, like he would be in that six to ten range. Uh, I think he had a really good combine. I think he impressed a lot of people. Here's the deal. Florida was not good this year, and I don't know that it was all his fault. I know, but, man, like the one draft I saw him had at number 20, and that like that's where most most people that I saw – of course, you know, it's not, sometimes it's not fair with quarterbacks because depending on, on where teams fall, you know, if you got – like the Bears aren't going to take a quarterback – Denver's not going to take a quarterback. You know, I mean, you got teams that are not they're not in the market for quarterback. Yeah. So sometimes that position doesn't necessarily mean that that guy's not a, you know, top 10 pick or whatever. I just don't see it, bro. Do you think he's a better quarterback than Will Levis though? Or has a better chance of being a better NFL quarterback than Will Levis? And I you know what? I mean, honestly, I didn't I watch enough of Will Levis to know. 
Yeah, I know, right? I think you could argue. I think you could argue that that Kentucky probably had. I mean, I know they. Were, I know Kentucky was good this year, but but Florida's bringing in talent. It's not that they're not bringing in talent. They're just yeah. that's just a dysfunctional program. So I mean, I think you could make an argument that that they had probably comparable talent around them. I think again. I don't know the metrics. I'd have to go look and see. I mean, Will Levis has got a great arm. Um, I don't know, man. Anthony Richardson's QB comparison is Donovan McNabb. It's pretty interesting. I mean, that's a that's a that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty high. <laughs> I mean, you're putting him in some pretty lofty categories yeah. there. When you're saying Donovan McNabb. Yeah. So I don't talking, uh, They're talking about mobility and arm strength are the main two things, which we all knew that about him. His big thing is is accuracy. If Anthony Richardson can hit his targets, I, I think he would be one of the, the best QBs in this in this draft. I mean, he he's obviously a top three, top four QB, but you know, I think he would be in that conversation with with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. So, so we got Seattle coming up next at number five. Uh, most of the most of the mock drafts had Jalen Carter going to Seattle. Honestly, I was kind of surprised he fell this low. I thought he would be in the top four even after the the situation at Georgia came out. Um, all that news broke. Um, but right. I guess the they were they were sticking to that. So Anthony Richardson to the Colts, looking like Jalen Carter, number five. I, man, I don't know. Then you got Detroit and Las Vegas coming up after that. Man, you, you got to think. Wouldn't it be crazy? How crazy would it be for Detroit to take Witherspoon? And then you've got Kirby Joseph. And you've got Witherspoon uh, up there, um, and I even heard I even heard that there's some talk in their later rounds that they're looking at Quan Martin as well. Yeah. So you could end up you could end up with a with an Illini secondary right there at Detroit. You, that, you know, of course, being up here, we hear a lot of Detroit uh, talk and and whatever, and you know, say what you want, but. Uh, what, what was his name? Campbell? Was it Bill Cam- or uh, Brian? Whatever his name is, Campbell. Man, he they've got that they've got that organization. There's a toughness. Yeah. If you watch them, if you watch them, the last five or six games of the season, bro, nobody wanted to play them. Yeah, they were. I mean, they've got they've got a really solid team. Jordan's and- talking junk again about Detroit, bro. Come on, man. I mean, they've always been. Let, let's be real; like they've always been like the stepchild of the the NFC North, right? Yep. You know, like everybody just loves going and beating up on Detroit a little bit. Of course, think about the stars that they've had up there. You know, one of the all-time yeah. great running backs, one of the all-time great wide receivers in Megatron. Like, bro, they've had some. It's crazy that they've not won more. I think Jordan may have been picking on Illinois and Detroit at the same time. I think he was saying 
Illinois Illinois all DBs what? Were all secondary. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Well, he's an Ohio State fan. Quotations. What? When did this happen? He, he's saying forever ago. Yeah, he's he's always him and Dan Oliver have always been. You know, you know, what I call that. That's that's a traitor. He's a traitor. Dude. Absolutely. He is an absolute traitor. Listen, I've lived in Ohio for ten years. My brothers lived in Ohio forever, and they've tried to convert me. No, man. Red, orange, and blue, baby. And come on, Witherspoon, bro. You got to take take the stupid rose-colored or whatever crimson and gray-colored glasses off. Witherspoon is a dog, bro. He's an absolute dog. dog. He's a dog. Witherspoon's good. They've Detroit does have a good defense. Regardless, thank you. He Jordan, we will give him give him some credit. He did give Illinois their flowers, saying their D is great. So, I was at the Michigan game, and I'm gonna tell you right now, Illinois D was better than Michigan. Illinois D was better than Michigan that game. Like I'm telling you, we were we were front row, 50 yard line, and Illinois D was better. And and I'm we were on the sideline, and Michigan was rattled, bro. They were majorly rattled. And if not for a couple of really terrible calls, Illinois knocks Michigan out of the, you know, out of the, probably out of the playoffs. Yeah. I, I was watching that game. I was actually in Cincinnati I, walking through Ikea when all that was happening. So that was, I had it on my phone pulled up, but that was uh, quite a game. Honestly, it would have saved them a lot of a lot of embarrassment. It saved Michigan a lot of embarrassment because they end up <laughs> right. going on to play TCU and getting absolutely smoked in the playoffs. Getting smoked, man, getting smoked. It honestly, and uh, you know, I know, I know this is crazy, but man, Devito totally outplayed. I can't ever remember who which which quarterback because Michigan was it McNamara that was the quarterback at the end or did he did they I can't remember which guy they had. I feel uh, like it was JJ McCarthy. Whichever one might have been McCarthy. Oh, hold up! We interrupt. We interrupt your program. The Seattle Seahawks take Devin Witherspoon. Whoa! At number five. Whoa! Okay. Everybody thought they were going to take Jalen Carter. Apparently, they didn't like him. So, wow. I don't think he would fall that low. If Jalen Carter's still at nine, did the Bears take Jalen Carter? I hope not. I I think yes. I think they do. There's no way he falls. He falls that far, right? I would. I wouldn't think. I mean, you know, I know Detroit was talking about taking Witherspoon. I. I. And and you know what. Man, good for good for Witherspoon. You know, you go to, I mean, say what you want, but man, Seattle has just built a reputation for a really long time right now of def, of, of just solid defense. You know, of course, the Legion of Boom. Um, you know, and then they 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 went through a season, replaced those guys, but man, that's a solid deal. I'm happy for him. I'm glad he went there. I'm glad he's out of the the North. You know, I would have hated yeah. to see him go to, go to Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. You do bring up a, a good point there. We'll, we'll touch on that right now. 
um, since this is is Bears theme tonight. You know, obviously Aaron Rodgers got traded earlier this week. It felt like he'd been traded six months ago. <laughs> right. We all knew it was going to happen. Yeah, we all knew it was going to happen, but it finally went through. Uh, I think it was Tuesday this week. So, I mean, really, you got the Vikings who are always a, a regular season team. It's so frustrating because they're going to keep someone out and then they're just going to totally fumble in the playoffs. Yeah. But – I mean, you've got you got them, you've got the Bears, you've got the Lions, who are solid. And the Packers will be the most interesting question mark, I think. Man, the, so true. The Lots Bears have marks. the Bears have they this is their season coming off of where they're they answered a lot of question marks, I think. So you're you're hoping to see a lot of improvement. I don't think you're you're saying, you know, they have to make the playoffs and make a, a wild run, but you're looking to see a lot of improvement off a three win season last year. So I think NFC North is going to be probably the most interesting. It's, it's definitely not near the best division, but I think it's the most interesting as far as the playoff race will go. Um, just to see, <clears throat> excuse me, just to see how the, the Vikings um, approach this season. You know, I mean, Kirk Cousins isn't getting any younger. Obviously, you got Justin Jefferson. You know, you got some weapons there. They traded for uh, – oh, who did they trade for? What's the guy's name? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. What what position? Is he a tight end? Oh, no, no, they traded him. Um, they traded him away. Oh, what was his name? Not sure. Oh, Adam Thielen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they traded him to, to Carolina. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's gone. He's on the he's on the backside of his career, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think they got they got the good deal trading trading him, getting rid of that contract. So I mean it'll it'll just be interesting to see how Minnesota does. I mean, they're coming off a, a very successful regular season. Um, obviously not at all how they wanted to finish the postseason. Um, so a lot of question marks there. Detroit, they're just going to be a team that grinds out. They're probably going to be between seven and ten wins, I would imagine. Yeah. Would kind of be their, their sweet spot. They're just average. The Bears should be between that seven, probably 11-win season. I haven't looked at their schedule too much, um, but I think that's probably where we're looking at realistically. Um, probably eight or nine. Um, so I, I, I guess we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But man, you go up to to New York. You got an interesting storyline up there with the Jets. It'll be Absolutely. it'll be real interesting to see how that all turns out. And I know Zach Wilson has made yeah. some comments about the the incoming veteran quarterback that may be coming in. He made it few months ago um i won't repeat exactly what he said but he basically just said he's gonna he's it's gonna be a tough time for him he's, he's gonna make it really bad yeah he's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna make him have some bad days he's gonna make it gehanna for him yeah it's gonna be hot it's gonna we'll be say, gehanna. we'll just say that so that'll be interesting to see obviously i think going in rogers is your oh hey we got a trade uh-oh we got a trade the Cardinals 
jumped up to number six and the Lions get number 12 and number 34. Interesting. So I'm guessing that when Witherspoon went, there wasn't another guy that they're like, yeah, we want him at five. That means Jalen Carter's probably going at six. That that would make sense, right? Arizona's wanting to jump up and grab him at at six, so that would make yeah. sense. Yeah, you know that that Jet situation is going to be interesting. It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how Rodgers, you know, fits in. I mean, that's been that's that's a team that's got a lot of potential. You know, I know I know they've kind of been a laughing stock for a long time, but you look at the way they played at the end there. I mean, really, the only piece they were missing was a solid quarterback. You get good good quarterback, even decent quarterback play out of Aaron Rodgers. You just got to wonder, like, you know, how much, how much, not not how much does he have left in him because we've seen other quarterbacks get old and still play good, but are they going to need him to carry them? And I don't know that – I don't know he's the guy to do that. I honestly, you know, the, the, the NFC North to me is probably the most – of course, I'm a little biased here. This is Bears talk, but the NFC North is probably one, the most interesting division in all of football because – you don't have a clear leader. Honestly, I think you got to say uh, the Vikings are probably going to win 12 games and, you know, and get booted out of the first round of the playoffs like they always do, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's – I wish Jalen were on here so I could, you know, I could tell him that. <laughs> he said he was going to be on. Someone needs to needs to text him, see where he's at, because he said he was probably going to be on. Uh, he told me that he was going to be potentially running really late, so he's on baby duty. Well, and that's the we'll voice. That's the voice of the draft expert, right there. What's there going on? What's there he is. On? We will welcome him in finally after sitting up in the peanut gallery and just dropping. Yeah, I just want to say, I just want to say, uh, Devin Witherspoon is a dog. I I am an Ohio State fan. I have been. I last year I went to every Illinois home game though, so I still root really hard for Illinois. That takes commitment. So I still root really hard for Illinois. I took my boy to a couple games last year. So we still root for Illinois. He has an Illinois football jersey and everything. So I like to mess around, but I still root for him. And Dev, Devin Witherspoon is really, really good. He might be the best player that's come out of Illinois. Oh yeah, in a long in time. In a long time. In a Absolutely. Long time. And I, you got to give you got to give a lot of credit to Bielema. I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you guys. When when I heard they were going to hire him, Arizona's about to make their pick here. Okay. We'll see. We'll Who do you see. guys think it is? Jalen Carter. It should no. be, but I don't oh know. Oh, my goodness. What? Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State goes number six to Arizona. Okay. Well, There's that. I, well, I'm not familiar enough with Arizona to know, like, what their offensive line situation is. Well, you don't have to know what their offensive line situation is. You just got to know Kyler Murray's the quarterback. Right. Like, that's it. I mean, he's not – you could try to protect that man with anybody. He's not going to be able to see over him. So, right. I just and and he's going to run out of the pocket and just fling it and throw the ball short of the guy at five yards. <laughs> man, I'm not going to lie. I'm upset about that pick. I was really hoping the Bears would get him at number nine. I'm not yeah. crazy upset about it. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't know what the Bears – everything I've read seems to indicate the Bears are going defense. I, I agree that they need that 
offensive linemen. I just don't know that I don't I mean, obviously, obviously he's a dog. Uh, man, I feel I feel for him going to Arizona. And you know, maybe that's a good fit. Although Stroud's not a Stroud wasn't a runner. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, you know, Ohio State fans were really frustrated because up until the end, he never really showed that. He has the ability to be a great running quarterback, and he never really showed it. But you gotta think that maybe uh that's part of the reason that Arizona took him is because he's used to protecting a guy that can be a runner. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't ever make Ohio State fans happy. You know, you had a – Justin Fields ran too much. CJ Stroud passes too much. I mean, you just – you can't ever make them happy. That is true. That is true. And I think everybody's a Heisman. So, so what I was going to say earlier, bro – Bielema, I was not a big fan of that hire. I've got a buddy that's an Arkansas fan and and just, you know, shared with me some of the things that happened at Arkansas and whatever. But you got to give the man some major props. I don't know if you guys saw the conversation with um, – I think it was Sidney Brown. It might have been both of them. But they were talking about, you know, you look at the improvement that they've made and it's directly related to when Brett Bielema showed up on campus. Yeah. And so, you know, I I mean, you know, you, you're not seeing like, I don't know, you're not seeing major, you know, five-star guys yet to Illinois, but I think they're putting together a solid squad and that defense, I mean, they've proven, you know, defense is going to be solid for a long time with Bielema. He's putting together yeah. Wisconsin light, I think. Yeah, if they had any – any semblance of an offense last year that was consistent. You know, you you basically had no no consistent passing game out of Tommy DeVito. And, you know, Chase Brown was obviously – Tommy DeVito was underrated, bro. I'm telling you. Again, at that Michigan game, if you would have if you would have taken the uniform off the guy, there is no doubt you would have said Tommy DeVito was was the way higher rated quarterback than McCarthy or, or whichever one it was. Right. I'm just saying if they would have consistently – I mean, they, they scored – I think their average was somewhere around 17 points a game, which isn't horrible. you know. But if you put up closer to, to 21, even 24 points a game, I bet they win three, three more games for their sure. Their play calling frustrated me. Their play calling wasn't great. You know, and I, I you, you got to believe – you got to believe Bielum is going to jump in there a little bit more this year and make sure they, especially, especially like their their red zone offense and you know some of their third down plays. Like man, just some really bad play calling for a guy that was touted as being like this you know wide open kind of offense. Now again, you got Chase Brown. You feed the you feed the beast, right? But still, I, I think I think that. I think that limited just a little bit. Honestly, I'd have been, I would have been thrilled. And I, I'm hoping Luke Altmeyer is a good addition. I would have been thrilled for DeVito to get another year. I really would have. I think I I'm telling you, bro, that that Michigan game, wind was 30 to 40 miles an hour, and DeVito was throwing bullets. He was throwing straight up darts in that game. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I think they're on the right track for sure. I just 
it it's hard when you have such a good defense and you have one of the best running backs in in the Big Ten. Yeah, and you only score, you know, a, a low amount of points a game. Oh, we got so. a pick. We got a pick. We got a pick in. The Raiders pick is in. Who, is who in. we think it is? It's got to be uh, Christian Gonzalez. That's yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Christian Gonzalez. That would be my guess. Um, you know, the Raiders are gonna be interesting, right? Yeah. You got you got Garoppolo in there. What are they gonna do? What What are the Raiders gonna do at quarterback? Uh, well, how how long is Jimmy G out? Is he is he back? I think he's he's back, right? Because he got injured at the yeah. beginning of the season. Yeah, I think he's back. I think he's ready to go. So you got him. You got Devontae Adams. You got a solid run game there with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, so. I, I think. I mean, you know, they they made an investment, you know, on on some offensive pieces. You got to believe they're going they're going uh, defense with the pick, right? It's what you got to. I would think. You would think, but I mean, at this point, I don't know what's going on since Jalen Carter's still on the board. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, maybe maybe that's you know I'm maybe maybe he'd fit right in. I'm afraid the Bears are going to take Jalen Carter. I, I I totally feel you. I totally feel that. Can you guys hear me? I feel like I'm lagging so bad. I don't know what's going on. We got you, man. Loud and clear. You're here. Okay. It's lagging very, very uh, way behind. No, so I, I think the Bears are going to take Jalen Carter if it happened, if he's there. And I don't want that to happen. But I could 100% see it happening. So, um, I don't know, man. I just – I think the Bears need to protect Justin Fields as much as possible. The nice pick, the fun pick would be Bijan or uh, or JSN, but you got to protect okay. Justin Fields. So let's talk about that for a second. So you really want the Bears to take a running back at nine? No, I don't. I don't. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it would be fun because watching Justin Fields and <sighs> Bijan in the backfield together would be awesome. Uh, but you can't. You got you to gotta protect Justin Fields. Yeah. Raiders take Tyree I mean, Wilson. Tyree Wilson, defensive end out of Texas Tech. I don't know anything about that dude. He was he was talked about going ahead of Will Anderson. Um, he was a guy that a lot of people thought was going to go um, in the top. They were thinking Arizona maybe take him. Um, the fact that he lasted till seven is kind of odd. But well, well, I'll tell you why he lasted till seven because that is the worst suit I've seen in a really long time. <laughs> His his fit was not right, bro. He's got a floral suit. That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. Hey, let's be real. Have any of us seen a Texas Tech football game all year? I didn't know they had a no. football program. I'm gonna be honest. No, with you. no. I mean, not I, since Patty Holmes left. Right. Only thing I only thing I know about him is what everybody was saying. They were talking about how he was 
one of the more, more talented edge rushers in the class. A lot of people preferred him over Will Anderson, but that could be just draft talk, you know, because yeah, every year, every year there feels like there's a guy that's like the clear best player. And then somebody comes along and says some dude's name and then it just picks up steam and that ends up being the draft darling or whatever. So, I mean, we'll see what ends up happening. I think he's a good player. Um, I'm interested to see where Atlanta goes because they, they filled a lot of their needs on the defensive side of the ball. I could see them doing a shock pick and going with Bijan here. Yeah. That would um, be my guess. Right. I, I could see them doing that because that would be so Atlanta Falcon to to do that. Um, I could see him going Will Levis because I don't think Taylor Heineke or Desmond Ritter's their quarterback of the future. I would agree with you, but I I just think like this is the same Falcons team that passed on Justin Fields to take a tight end. It's true. It's true. A, a hometown kid to take a tight end like and Kyle Pitts is good, but come on, man, like. They're gonna they're gonna make a silly pick here, I think, and then it's gonna be up to the Bears. What do you do with Jalen Carter still on the board? My fear Seriously? is. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, do do you think do so with the with the question marks? This is my question for you. With the question marks with Jalen Carter, would the Bears be smarter to take Nolan Smith, who is an absolute bro? That Georgia defense was ridiculous. Was ridiculous. Here's my thing. Here's my thing is when it comes to the Bears, my my philosophy would be you have to protect Justin Fields. You have to take away all possible excuse for why he doesn't develop. Because if you're the Chicago Bears, you have to go into next offseason knowing is Justin Fields my quarterback or not. He's done enough to be the starting quarterback for your team this year, this upcoming year, but yeah. helped enough as a passer. If not, not you're going to end up being the Ravens and giving a guy who can't throw. To you. So you have to make that decision right now. And the reason I say that is because next year you have two first round picks. If Justin Fields is bad, the Bears are probably bad. Carolina is probably not going to be great with a first-year quarterback and some old wide receivers. So their pick's going to be high, too. You got a kid coming out of USC and Caleb Williams next year to where if Justin Fields isn't the guy, you can move up and get one of the better quarterbacks to come out of college in a long time. You know, So the Bears have to do everything they can to surround Justin Fields. I would take – if you stay at nine, to me the pick has to be an offensive tackle. And if it's yeah. anything it other than be- Jalen Carter – if it's anything other, if it's not a tackle and it's anything other than Jalen Carter, I'm going to lose my mind. Like Jalen Carter, you can at least talk yourself into because of his immense talent. But if it's anything other than that, I also saw Jalen Carter in that Georgia defense get stifled by Ohio State's offensive line in the champion in the semifinal game yeah. too. So sure. I mean, I could I could see it playing playing either way here. I mean. And I think it would the be here's the, here's the challenge. I think it would be a reach to take like a Broderick Jones out of Michigan at number nine, like out of Georgia. Out of Georgia, I'm sorry, out of Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, I, I think that would be. I think that would be a little bit of a reach. Yeah, it would. Nine. He's pretty raw. He's pretty raw. I think. I mean, if I 
If I'm the Bears, I would take right now, based on who's there, the pick for me would be between Jalen Carter and Peter Skaronsky. If it's not either one of those guys, you trade back. And and I think if I was the Bears, I would try my best to trade back. And if I'm taking tackle in the first round, I would want it to be Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He's super big, super athletic. A lot of people saw him projecting out to be the best tackle in this draft. And he doesn't have the concerns of Jalen Carter. I just think you have to protect Justin Fields because you need to take out all excuse. You can live with another year your defense being bad because you have two first-round picks next next year and still a ton of cap space to address your defense. And I feel like on the defensive line, you can find dudes all throughout the draft. I mean, just dudes that can fill a role. And – I just I don't know I you're I don't know if you're replicating Peter Skaronsky later in the draft. Like you already sure. used up your your one fifth round rookie left tackle last year, you know, whenever you got lucky uh with Braxton Jones. So yeah. I just my fear, you know, my biggest fear. About, what you're saying about the offensive line, that makes a lot of sense because it's what happened with the Bears with Trubisky. Right. right. And you don't give him that second contract because you know he he can't play. Like he's not he going to play. Right. You have to you have to be able to look at it. You got Justin Fields. You got Justin Fields a wide receiver, right? You you went and got DJ Moore. You got you traded for Chase Claypool, however you want to argue about that. Um and that trade, hopefully the Bears trade with the Steelers and get that pick back. That would be really nice. Um but you have Darnell Mooney, you got Cole Komet, like you have weapons. Now it's just, do you have the, the O-line? And you got three starters in Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins, and Nate Davis, the guy they got from Tennessee in the offseason. But you still need a center because uh, Cody Whitehair ain't it, and he's getting paid way too much money, and he right. needs to get cut. And you don't have a right tackle. So, I mean, to me, if you get Jalen Carter, my celebration will be completely dependent upon what you do in the second round. Correct. I can't get excited about Jalen Carter until you show me Dewan Jones. I mean, that's just kind of how I feel about it. You give me a right tackle and I'll get more excited. I'm not as bent out of shape about the center position yet. But you have to address the needs. Who do you think is going to be here, Reese? They did it. They did. They did it. Will Levis? Nope. Jalen Carter. Behind. Nope. Yeah, Bijan. I am too. Bijan. Bijan Robinson. I. That's interesting, man. It's. I mean, it's a great idea. I hope he can play quarterback. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. It's been proven. You don't take a running back that high. They're just going to lose their value. I mean, I told Reese earlier a couple of days ago, I said, you know, if I'm the Bears and you want Bijan Robinson, you got you to gotta trade down and hope he falls and just live with it if he doesn't get to you. You know, I mean, I other than Atlanta took him that high, like you can get the so. So the difference between him and the next guy, like you can get, you can get 
a very quality running back. It's been proven every single draft year. You can get a solid guy. Even into the third round, you can get a solid running back. And the beating they take, you know, you they trade, turn a, trade alert for the Bears here. Trade alert for oh, the Bears. Real. The Chicago Bears. Trade it to the Eagles. They traded it to the okay. Eagles. So we swapped. We're now the 10th. Pick. I don't know where the Eagles were the 10th. Okay. So that's yeah. probably not going to be too much there on that return because it's only one spot. So does that mean I the Eagles want that's, does that mean the Eagles want Jalen uh, Carter? Jalen Carter, right? I think they want Jalen Carter. I think they're trying to replace Javon Hargrave, who yeah, just right. signed a massive contract with the, the 49ers. So So the Bears received number 10 and a 24 fourth round pick. That's all they got out of it. Minus one spot, so what? You can't get better than what? A twenty-four fourth round pick. Listen, okay, to me, all right. Listen, if you're trading back one spot for that, why not trade back three spots or four spots? Go find somebody else you can trade back. I just what what does it tell you about how they feel about Jalen Carter? Right. Like, there's the truth in all of this. Is like, okay, you would have pulled off the heist of a century by getting Jalen Carter at nine if you really thought he was the dude. And yeah. instead, you trade out one spot for a fourth-round pick next year? Is that right? Like, that can't be right. Well, maybe, maybe Philadelphia is going to take Smith. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Dude, I, maybe uh, maybe I the Eagles want someone else. Maybe they're taking Van Ness out of Iowa. But still, uh, you don't, don't know I that don't if know you're the why Bears. You're trading one spot. You don't know that if you're the Bears. You know what I'm saying? Like they have a in a 2024. That's right. Oh my goodness, what are we doing? Like that fourth round pick is nice, but. You are definitely not sold on Jalen Carter if that's all you're getting in return. I know it's only one spot, but still. You would think there would be a better trade option. I think they're going to try to trade again. I really do. I did not see that coming. I didn't see him trading back just one spot. But you don't get Um, as much out of it now. If if you're going to trade back, you might as well just – Well, you still can. You still can because you – you're still at 10. You still have teams that, you know, you have the Titans at 11. Um, you have the Packers in there at 13. Uh, Washington at, I believe, 15 or 16. Um, so you got teams that could draft Will Levis that potentially want to jump over right. each other to get to Will Levis. So you still hey. got some leverage. Maybe but why trade why trade the nine to ten? Why maybe, not try to make that trade? Maybe maybe they get the fourth round pick and then they trade with Washington and get Chase Young. Dude, I if they get Chase Young, I'm gonna lose my mind right here on this podcast. <laughs> I will lose my mind. There's no way that that's the that's the only move they make. So here's what I think. So the Bears had a potential like there was a report that came out. They had a potential trade. So the Eagles traded up for Jalen Carter is the report I just read. So I don't know if that's official. 
pick is in, but it's not announced yet. Or not. Adam Johns, Adam Johns just tweeted the Eagles traded up for defensive tackle Jalen Carter. So we'll see if that's accurate or not. But the thing is, there was a report that came out that Ryan Poles had a potential two trades inside the top 10. They were going to trade uh, back one spot to the Texans, and then they had the same deal pretty much in place to trade back from two to nine with Carolina, but the Texans couldn't work out their part of the deal. It kind of makes me think this is Ryan Pohl's seen as a similar situation of let me trade back to the 10th. I still get leverage. I get an extra fourth next year, so I'll just take whatever I can get to move back one spot and still maintain leverage because you know that taking Will Levis. Maybe that's the thought process. I don't hmm. – that's kind of a stretch. I don't know. But I could see Ryan Pohl's trying to – trying to fix that in a way almost. I just well, don't understand. Earlier, we don't really know. I mean, we really don't know, Ryan. Okay, so, here, so Brad Biggs just tweeted out. Brad Biggs is a uh, reporter for the Bears. Bears are selecting offensive tackle right from Tennessee. At 10? So that's the person I wanted them to take. I just – I didn't see that happening at 10. For me, it was Paris Johnson or or Darnell Wright. So they're taking him over Peter Skaronsky. I like that. Was just happy about that, right? Yeah, I, I wasn't sold on Skaronsky at all. Yeah, Jalen Carter. They took Jalen Carter. The pick is in. Eagles take Jalen Carter. Okay, so okay, so here's uh, Darnell Wright is a nice player. Okay, I think he's going to be really good. And you surely locked up a, a good tackle. You're happy about that, right? But I just I'm questioning I'm questioning that trade. Maybe maybe there were no takers for the 10th. Maybe Will Levis is going to keep falling. I just went into this thinking the Bears were going to try to get another early second round pick. And they didn't. So well, and I Reese and I were talking earlier that I had read the Bears were going to try to uh, bolster the offensive line with more of like veteran guys, so you're not depending on a rookie to come in and try to learn positions and some yeah. of those kinds of things. So I'm I'm a little surprised that they went offensive line here in the beginning. I'm not shocked that they went o-line i mean i'm i'm happy i'm happy they took a tackle like don't get me wrong it's and tackles never going to be the sexy pick so you know it's not like you're ever going to get super pumped about an o-lineman you know but you're going to get pumped about it whenever they're standing up a defensive end and justin fields actually has time to throw the ball it's just i I really thought that they were going to try to trade back to get an early second round pick. That was more, I'm more disappointed about that than I am about who the pick is. If right. that makes sense. Like I, right. yeah, I, I don't understand I, why you make that trade for a fourth rounder in 24. Like it seems like you could do a lot of things to get a fourth round pick. It seems like, it seems like you could have at least got a fourth rounder this year. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it just, right. I, 
and maybe that's just maybe you're just trying to stockpile picks as capital to trade up and you want to try to get back into the first round or something. I don't know. I just maybe they didn't want to take the chance. Maybe Darnell Wright was their guy. And if that's the case, you love the conviction. You'd rather him take. I mean, you can look at perspective of if he's going to be there at 10, why not take the fourth round pick and move back one? You know, just take whatever they're going to give you. But that just says a lot about Jalen Carter and how the Bears actually felt about him. That they were willing to not only not select him, but move out of move out of the spot to even have this. So, I mean, hey, he gets to go win a Super Bowl next year, so. Yeah. Well, in the NFL, the NFL is is such a hard draft. You know, there's there's all these quick reactions and whatever. But really, man, unlike unlike the NBA, where a guy gets drafted and comes in and can make a pretty immediate impact, whatever, you know, a lot of these guys, man, it's not until your year two or even year three that you really see who they are. And so I think I think I know this is Captain Obvious, but time will tell with Jalen Carter. You know, Ed Ed Werger tweeted out that, you know, he's a Warren Sapp type once in a generational player. But work ethic and love of football caused a lot of teams to drop him off their board completely. Like, God, teams were not even going to touch him, even if they fell, even if he fell way, way down in the draft because of that. So, you know, the deal, the deal with Philadelphia is they can take that risk, right? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, a lot, the reaction from Bears fans is going to be, you know, if, if Jalen Carter's successful this year or very early in his career, it's going to be like, well, look what we could have gotten. But it's a lot easier to kind of slip through the cracks when – if he was on the Bears, he would be the number one defensive guy. Like all eyes are going to be on him if he's on the Bears. Now he gets to he gets to just play. Like, you know, he doesn't have to be the guy. He's already surrounded by a, a number one defense you know, so he he can he can just kind of fit in, fit in his role. And on the Bears, there's a lot more pressure on him. And if the Bears defense isn't good, then it's all on him anyway. You know, so I think I think the Bears reaction, Bears fans reaction is gonna be kind of a quick and immediate like, you know, oh well, we look what we could have had. But I don't think it's as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm reading, I'm reading some of these, some of these tweets, and they're they're basically saying that, you know, that 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 polls has been pretty pretty uh, open that, you know, he that the Bears need to just stockpile as many picks as you can get. So, you know, what you were saying, Jordan, I think one pick is better than none. So maybe they're just working mm-hmm. a team clamoring to jump up, and you get you get what you can get. So does Tennessee take Will Levis here? The Bears pick is in. What you yeah, call Darnell Wright for sure. Darnell Tennis. Wright for sure. Yeah. The pick is in. I'm a little ahead of you guys, so I get to know it before you guys. And what I, I love is what I love is you guys are waiting to see if I'm right. <laughs> Speaking of right, <laughs> the Bears take. Darnell Wright. 
tackle from Tennessee. Okay. All right, man. I mean, you you sure up your O line. You know, like that's what you got to do. If you come out of this with a with O line, then in my opinion, it's a success. You can deal with your defense better over you know the course of the year, drafting some later guys and whatnot. You had to show up the O line. I think they probably were going to go Paris Johnson. This makes me think they were wanted Paris Johnson um, by Skaronski because mm-hmm. that was one of the things that they're saying is Johnson or Skaronski. But Darnell Wright is yeah. more like Paris Johnski. So Johnson, I think one did of the things that, too you- about Paris Johnson that a lot of people are talking about. Did you know that Darnell Wright was the number five overall recruit in 2019? I did not know that. So he's got some pedigree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Paris Johnson that a lot of people were saying um, about, like, his – one of his weaknesses was strength. Like, he struggled against – lineman that would bull rush him and that was ironically something that uh what's his face uh Braxton Jones also struggles with is the bull rush so I don't know somebody was saying that the Bears not, might not take him just because they have to deal with that again you know but I think that's more just strength and conditioning I think Braxton, Braxton Jones is going to be even better next year and you know Braxton Jones graded out higher this year than Orlando Brown Jr. So, and that was a guy that everybody wanted to give millions and millions of dollars to. So, Darnell Wright is a good pick. Like, I do not want it to be misunderstood that Darnell Wright is a good pick, in my opinion. I just, I was hoping for more in the sense of the picks in the second round or something like that. So, I kind of have yeah. my hopes set on, on getting back, you know, a pick somewhere between that, even as high as that 32 pick with the Steelers, because there was rumors about that happening earlier in the week that the Steelers were thinking about trading up um, to get a tackle. And uh, it just kind of stinks. I don't think we pick – what's our next pick? I've looked at so many – 53, 52, something. I've looked at so many mocks, I forget. There's just That's a long time, man. That's a long time to wait to get another pick. It makes me kind of think – Maybe they're going to try to trade up. You know, yeah, 50, I don't. 53 and 61. 53, 61, and, a, and 60, then 64. 64, yeah. I mean, so you got three picks right there in a row, but I mean, you're missing out on a whole lot of value. Like they were talking about the value in this draft class was from picks 20 to 50, and you don't have any of those picks. So, um, I just, yeah. I'm with you. I don't, I, I don't know, I'm man. I don't know. I like Darnell Wright, and I'm gonna like Darnell Wright blocking for Justin Fields for a really long time. I'm just hoping that, um, hoping that Poles has got something else up his sleeve. So, um, I don't know, man. Here we go. Now, I mean, you still got to get a center, but if you get a center, your offense is set, right? And you got two solid running backs that complement each other well. 
They're not going to blow your socks off, but they're both really good running backs um, that are going to do a job for you. Justin Fields is obviously going to run the ball. Your wide receivers are better than what they were last year. DJ Moore is is a really, really good wide receiver. Now you have your tackles. You have your guards. Now you just need a center. And if they take uh, Michael Smith, the kid from Minnesota in the second round, or Luke Whippler from uh, Ohio State, I'll be I'll be excited about that. So, but I think they're going to try to go defense heavy now, which I don't know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. It's just so hard to tell because you you can't even project who's going to be there at fifty. You know, yeah. it's. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It makes me think they're going to they're going to trade up a little bit. Maybe they'll trade the 260 something picks to get a little bit higher. I don't know. They, I think they, is there is there a is there a running back that that they could they could snag in one of those, you know, 63 64 picks that would improve cuz I'm not sold I'm not sold on the Bears' backfield right now. Now, maybe some of that is, some of that is their offensive line play. I think know? we're trading for Derrick Henry. That would be so amazing. I'd rather trade for Austin Eckler, but okay. No, for I think, real. I think um, the backfield is better than the names, if that makes sense. Um, Deontay Foreman is a guy that graded out pretty high. Like, and he did, he was in a a particular statistic about like breaking tackles or whatever, like yards after contact or something like that. Yeah, because he had to. Right, but he played in Carolina. And the same thing, Deontay Foreman, but he had a a really good season last year. I mean, I think the Bears, you got to think of Ryan Poles, right? Where he came from, or Kansas, Cincinnati, Kansas City. And look at Kansas City's running backs. Right, you that's know, true. They they try to take Clyde Edwards Hilaire and you know, he hasn't worked out. Um, they had Kareem Hunt, you know, for half a season and then that all that went down. So um they just started I mean, they're winning Super Bowls with Damian Williams. You know, I think I think their philosophy the Bears philosophy is gonna be don't overpay a running back and just do running back by committee. And True that you can do that though when you've got the, one of the probably going to end up being the greatest tight end of all times, you know, two yeah. or three, two or three of the top five wide receivers and the number one quarterback in the NFL. Like you can do that. I just don't know. I don't. I don't think we know what Deontay Foreman is. You know, Carolina was a pathetic team, mm-hmm. and so I mean, you. I, I just. I don't know how to read that. I know you're talking about with statistics, whatever. I just don't know how to read how good of a how good right. of a running back is he really going to be. So the know, Titans take Titans take Peter Skaronsky. Do you guys? Do you guys? Would you have rather had him or Wright? I think Wright, and I told Reese this earlier. We were texting uh, today about what could potentially go down and I I said to him he said are you guys sold on Skaronsky I told him no and the reason I said no was just because there's a lot of talk about him being pushed into guard 
And to me, you don't take a guard in the top 10. Right. You know, if you could guarantee me that he's going to be the starting right tackle or the starting left tackle for the next eight to 10 years, I'm in. He's a really strong guy. Um, the talk is he's got short arms. I'm not a football player, so I don't understand all the stuff that goes into that necessarily. But that was the big talking point was his arms weren't as long as you would like to see from the top tackles in the league. Um but, I mean, there's been guys with short arms before that have done it. Joe Thomas was a guy that a lot of people compared him to. But, I mean, that's a first ballot Hall of Famer. So, that's uh, a little bit of a stretch for me. Um, but I think I would have rather picked right. Skaronsky is very good, technically sound, and all that stuff. But if you, if you could tell me Skaronsky was going to play tackle, I would have taken Skaronsky. But you just can't tell me that yet. Yeah. And the Bears already did that with Tevin Jenkins. You know, you drafted a guy who played a lot of right tackle and then said he was going to be your left tackle, and then he ends up being your left guard. So, to me, you can't you can't draft another one of those guys. Lions so. pick is already in, so they must have known who they were going for. They may be taking – Who did the, who did the maybe, Lions pick first? Devin Witherspoon? They, no, they traded back. No, the Lions took Skaronsky, right? No, the Titans took Skaronsky. Titans took Skaronsky. Oh, oh okay. The Lions, the Lions traded with, with oh, you're the right. Cardinals. Yeah. 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 Okay. They the traded Lions back traded from, with the Cardinals. From three to 12. Hmm. I wonder who they're, I wonder who they're after. And this could be, this, this could, could be Will Miles, Levis. Miles Murphy. It could be Will Levis. That would actually be a solid pick for them because they got another pick coming up at 18 where they could get an, address another need. So, so you could get him in there and let him learn from Goff for a couple years? and Right. I mean, listen, any offense that Jared Goff plays, Will Levis can play. <laughs> so, oh, my oh. gosh. They took Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Are you serious? Listen, what? Jameer Gibbs is the man. He's the running back that I would have targeted if I was the Bears in the second round. But in but the Jameer Gibbs at number 12 with your first pick when you have another one at 18. You could have gotten him at 18. Oh my there's word. No dude. He's a dog. I mean, there's no doubt he's a dog. He's a dog, but he's a small running back at number 12, man. At number 12. Not even a small I'm, running. He's just a running back at number 12. Right. Yes, you're right. But it's like, oh, my goodness. When will the NFL learn, man? When? I understand. I, I, so, so here's my question. Okay. So you're, that, was you're, a, that was the last guy I would have I guessed. So you're, you're saying, you know, David Montgomery's de definitely not the guy. And you're not, you're not sold on DeAndre Swift. You have yeah, you have David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift, and you went out with and got Jameer Gibbs at number twelve. I'm so if you're picking, I I do not understand because the Lions have pick thirty four too. Like if you wanted Jameer Gibbs that bad, you could have traded back in the first round again, got more picks. You could have taken them at number thirty four. I think. 
to take Jameer Gibbs right now is like, I'm trying to think of the equivalent, like when the Raiders selected Clinton Farrell in the top five, and he was not a top five pick. They had three first round picks that year, right. and they took Clinton Farrell. Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand what is happening. It doesn't make any sense to me, and unless, I mean, unless so he here's tra- he has here's a question. trade value. What does what does uh, Green Bay do here at thirteen? The talk was they would trade back and get a tight end. Um, there's a couple really good tight ends, and Dalton Kin- Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid, yeah, that's, that's and uh, or uh, the the Meyer kid. No, you get a receiver for Jigba. for Jordan Love. Yeah, you take JSN. If I'm at 13 right now, they just that's took, my they pick. Just took, they just took other wide receivers last year. And you, you know what? Honestly, hey, wouldn't that be hilarious if they did that and like like got offensive line or a big weapon for, for Jordan right, Love? Right after Aaron Rodgers leaves. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, take this with you. <laughs> I, listen – I really hope it's not JSN because as an Ohio State fan, it would be brutal for me to have to hate him. But I will. I will I will hate him um, if I need to. I think JSN is the best wide receiver in the draft class, and it's not even close. So I, I thought JSN would go to the Patriots, though, if I'm being completely honest. Hey, I would have rather the Bears traded that 10th pick – for a, an early round or an early first round pick next year, and you get Marvin Harrison next well, year. Well, we already got two first round picks next year because of the trade with. That's that is true, but it's it's based on Carolina. how good it's based on how good Carolina does, like how high that pick right, is. Right, but if you really want to, though, if you're if you're the Bears and you want to go get Marvin Harrison, you can package both of those picks Ooh. and Ooh. go up and get them. So. Marvin um, Harrison is a dog. Animal. Is Absolute a dog. Dog. I and would you know do what's, a flip on here if they got Mar- if they somehow right. entered Marvin Harrison. You know what's crazy is JSN has always impressed me more. Like just he's not as flashy. He just he's always open. I mean, the guy creates so much separation. If you watch his highlights, it's like there's nobody within 10 yards of them, and it's not because they're leaving him open. It's just he knows how to sit down in zone coverage. He he knows how to create that separation. His footwork is incredible. But Marvin Harrison this last year, it's just undeniable. He's, See, here's, I, here's, my, here's my theory. This is my theory about Illinois basketball. I'm going to tie this in here, okay, while they're, while right. they're getting ready to make the pick for Green Bay. Illinois' trouble in basketball is – Underwood does not recruit scorers. He does. He likes these dogs. You need a guy in college that just goes and gets buckets. Right. Iowa's not a bucket getter. Shannon's not a bucket getter. Hawkins is not a bucket getter. So here's the deal about Marvin Harrison. The dude just plays. He He's just a bucket produces. getter, bro. He just produces. Like you put three guys on him, and the sucker just produces every time. Right. Yeah, the thing is, I think JSN is 
is Antonio Brown in the sense of like mm-hmm. just he's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna be a guy that's get getting five, six, seven catches a game just because he's always open. Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. is gonna be a a gamer, like mm-hmm. a Julio Jones type of game. There you go. Record. I think that's a great I think that's a great comparison. Like he just he his physicality at the point of the catch, like just everything he does is just incredible. And he he doesn't – it never takes a play off. Like he's never like, oh, that ball's out of reach. Like the ball could be overthrown by a mile and a half, and he's going up there and snagging it. Like a catch that you're like, there's no way he's catching that. His body control is incredible. I mean, if the Bears got Marvin Harrison Jr., Oh my! I would, I would cry in ex- with excitement. Lucas Van Ness. So Green Bay sticking to their Green Bay ways. <laughs> they are Green Bay, bro. They are. They're. they're you know, there was a thought like, dude, we can't pick an offensive guy after all we did to, to Aaron Rodgers. What in the that world? That is hilarious. What in the world? Oh, all right, so here you go. The Patriots are on the clock. The Patriots notoriously need wide receivers like it's been a joke for years they gotta take jsn here right oh you would think but they probably are going to take a def- a defensive player he thinks he can turn anybody into you know a, a, an all pro but what are you doing with are you, are you doing are you with mac jones? mac jones is the guy <laughs> right what are you doing with mac jones oh man what are you doing with Mac Jones? Did anybody have a worse year in the NFL than Mac Jones? Oh. I don't know, man. I, don't I mean, know. oh, too. here's what I was gonna say. I was I was gonna say something about Marvin Harrison, and I totally forgot. I, I was said this to Reese before. I think Marvin Harrison is a top seven wide receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah, like I agree. legitimately, you could throw him in the NFL, and I think he's got top five to seven talent in the NFL right now without even playing a down. I agree. So because he's he can be he's a possession guy. You know, he can be big and strong. He's a speed guy. Like ah man, I love that dude. And as much he's as he's so awesome. Him. I just got a text. <laughs> My brother in law is a huge Packers fan, man. He is a huge Packers fan. And <laughs> he sent me the picture of the pick and he goes same old Packers. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I love that the Packers are going to be bad. That's Patriots. So Patriots trade pick to the Steelers. Steelers now now on the clock. All right. So the Steelers are going to take Broderick Jones with this pick. I would be surprised. Saying, book it. Book it. Book it. Book it. Hands down. Write it down. Hands down. Sharpie. So Calais, Calais Campbell says Wright has all pro potential is what he's saying about Darnell Wright. And he's he's talking about what he did against Will Anderson Jr. when they played Will Anderson Jr. Well, he better. I mean, you take him number 10 in the draft, he better have all pro potential. Yeah, I mean, he's got to at least be – a guy that you're going to be like dependable starter for the next foreseeable future, you know, NFL, NFL injuries are always so, you know, 
unpredictable, but yeah. So this is Broderick Jones. And the, the reason I say it's Broderick Jones is because there was talk about the Steelers trading up with the bears to specifically get a tackle. And with them, a few picks behind here, I think they were at 17 originally. They probably feel like Broderick Jones isn't going to make it there. So you have the Jets picking next. Let me see who's next. After the did, did I just see? Did I see that the Patriots got a fourth rounder this year? So they moved down and a fourth rounder. So they, so but the the Patriots though moved down three spots. Three spots. But in fairness, they moved down three spots in the teens. Like it's not even like it's not right. they didn't move in the top ten, you know. So, so what was their return? What did they get for that? hundred and twenty fourth pick, I think, fourth round of this this draft. I'm just I'm just thinking one twenty or one twenty. Surely the Bears could have gotten a fourth rounder this year. I just can't believe they didn't get a fourth rounder this year. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised by that as well. He's got a lot of picks lined up, man. Poles does. He's got a lot at his disposal. It's just about how you use him. And, you know, Ryan Pace, as bad as he was at everything else in football, um, he was a great drafter from rounds four to seven. Like, yeah. he just always seemed to find dudes um, from rounds four to seven. If he replicated rounds four to seven in the first three rounds of any draft that he did, the Bears would have won a Super Bowl because – I mean, he had chance after chance after chance, and he wouldn't have picked Mitch Trubisky if he was better at his job. So, um, <laughs> hey, you ready for this? A little stat of the day for you. Stat of the day: The Packers taking Lucas Van Ness marks the twenty-first straight draft that the Packers have not selected a running back, wide receiver, or tight end in the first round. Well, running back is good. Applaud. Run, uh, wide receiver, tight end. Failure. Their last you such know, pick you was wide receiver Javon Walker in 2002. You know Aaron Rodgers is sitting down with Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson right now, laughing his behind off. Absolutely. Thinking, Saying, Jordan, this is why. This yeah. is why. Jordan Love is going to be throwing passes to Lucas Van Ness in practice. Broderick Jones. Jones. Roger Jones. Thank you. Thank you. You so, know, here's the deal. I mean, the question is, the question is, you know, it's worked out pretty well for the Packers these last 21 years. They've done pretty well. You know, I mean, they haven't won as many Super Bowls as you would think with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's in my book, probably one of the most talented quarterbacks ever to play ever. the game. Yeah. Um, the question, so I mean, obviously, you built a solid team around him. You know, the question is, man, what if what if they would have added a piece or two around him? You know, what, how many more championships could they have won? Right. Here, so here's a question for you guys. So, speaking NFC North, talking about Bears, you know, what what do they? What do you guys expect out of Jordan Love? I expect Jordan Love to be horrible. Um, I'm hoping so. I expect him to be horrible 
for a couple reasons. One, just like sheer karma, right? You can't go Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer for 30 years and not end up with a junk quarterback next, right? Surely law of averages have to say he's going to be bad. Um, He played at Utah State, so it's not like he played at a juggernaut. He fell in his draft class. Um, He sat behind Aaron Rodgers, a disgruntled Aaron Rodgers. So I, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem like the most helpful dude in the world. So I doubt he got the necessary help. Um, I don't think Aaron Rodgers was doing anything to help Jordan Love. And he's got really young wide receivers. Um, he's got a head coach who's never coached without Aaron Rodgers before. Right. Um, so I just, there's not a whole lot going for him in the sense of, you know, things that you could point to and be like, well, at least he's got him. You know, he doesn't have that blanket tight end. He doesn't have, you know, the the surefire wide receiver. I mean, Christian Watson is his best wide receiver, um, and he was a deep threat. So if you're not able to throw push the ball down the field, you know, how good, how good can you actually be? Um, I don't know. It's, I think you're just going to have to wait and see. In his short time that he has played, a few games, he's not, like, blowing the doors off the place. I don't think he's going to be horrible. I just don't think he's going to be great. I mean, I think he's probably going to be somewhere middle-of-the-pack average type quarterback. So, You know what I would love here with the Jets pick? I would love for them to pick an offensive player, like a wide receiver or somebody, like just to do it, just to stick it up. Yeah, I so saw I that. Guess... I saw that the Jets had Broderick Jones on their radar, and the the Steelers okay. jumped, jumped the Jets. And that's why the Steelers him. must have jumped. Yeah. Mm. So, Courtney Cronin says that Darnell Wright played for the Bears' uh, offensive coordinator Luke Getzey at the Senior Bowl, and that's where they first kind of connected. So, interesting. Luke Getzey must have had some firsthand, you know, opportunity. He would have had a whole week to look at him in workouts and all kinds of stuff. So if they're taking him at 10, they're pretty confident. I like Darnell Wright. I like Darnell Wright. So I hope I hope for everybody's sake that Darnell Wright is is the man. So this is a so with the Bears, you just mentioned the Packers taking no uh offensive weapons. With the Bears taking Darnell Wright at number 10, this is the first time Chicago has selected a player on the offensive line in the top 10 since 1983. When the Bears took Hall of Famer and Super Bowl champion Jim Covert at number six. So, um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm happier they went with a tackle than them going with, uh, with a defensive player there. I would have lost my mind. I was just reading some uh, some of the Chicago guys and some of the guys that are that are most plugged in are not surprised at all that Wright was the guy that they targeted the whole time. Mm-hmm. That they're even saying that Poles took uh, Jalen Carter off the off the board. Like he was he was not an option for them. So, and the trade was exactly what you said. They can get one extra pick, and so why not do it? You know, right. No, no risk of right. losing the guy. So makes makes a lot of sense to get that extra pick, but that's the guy that, that they targeted from the get go. So I think it goes to your point. 
you know, what you guys have been saying that Bears understand if you don't protect Justin Fields, nothing matters this year anyway. So, Right. You have to know going into next year, Justin Fields is getting a second contract. Because and not if just you because don't, he can run for, you know, 1,200 yards or whatever. Right. Right. You have to know he's the man. And because, like I said, Justin Fields has done plenty enough to say he's your quarterback next year. But has he earned the second contract? You know, I would say no. And I think I should agree with that. And I think if you take out any possible reason for excuse, because the defense can be horrible and Justin Fields still have a good season. And you can yeah. still know Justin Fields is the man, you know. Um, so you've gotten him weapons. Now you have a tackle. If Cody Whitehair ends up being your center, it's not the end of the world. He's played it before and did a decent job. But I would love to see a center um, in the second round, a guy that you can really count on and kind of plug and play. Then you would have a, a really young offensive line, really young, good athletic wide receivers. Well, not really young. They're vets, but they're – they're younger wide receivers. You got two veteran running backs. And then, you know, Justin Fields doing his thing in the backfield. So I'm interested to see what the Jets do here now that Broderick Jones is off the board. How funny would it be if they took Will Levis? That would be hilarious. Be hilarious. I would laugh. That would, off. It's not going to happen, make... but it would be funny. That would make Zach Wilson feel like the <laughs> biggest biscuit on the planet. Zach, Zach Wilson. He already is, brother. You might as well just go to the uh, – what's the other football league? Right. XFL. Well, no, Zach Wilson has got – you know, he's got new life because he's going to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for mm-hmm. however many years Aaron Rodgers plays. And that's going to be all this talk. Well, maybe he's different because he's sat behind Aaron Rodgers. It's just because the Jets couldn't trade him. They're paying him right. too much money, and he's awful. And then somebody, somebody like the Steelers did to Mitch Trubisky after sitting behind Josh Allen is going to give him a, a big contract or something dumb, and he's going to be brutal again. The Jets, though, big thank you to the Jets for passing on Justin Fields. That was – you're the real MVP. That meant a lot. So, And, you know, I mean – uh, we, you know, Fields ran for almost 1,200 yards. You know, he counted for almost 3,400 yards, passer rating of 85, almost 86, and really didn't have weapons. I mean, obviously, obviously, you can't count on a guy to run for 1,200 yards. You, you don't want you don't want your quarterback to run for 1,200 yards. Right. So you know, I mean, I I think. I, I think he can be – I think he can be the guy. I think he can be, you know, you mentioned Lamar Jackson. That's the, that's going to be the interesting spot next year, you know. Mm-hmm. Are the Bears – is he going to be a Lamar Jackson where puts up crazy numbers, but can you win with that guy in crunch time? I just right. don't know that you can win big games with a guy that plays like that. Yeah, my thing is, is you – and it's not even about size. It's just about, like, it's the course of a season. You know, are you relatively healthy going into big games down the stretch? Yeah. Because that's right. the problem with Lamar Jackson. He's missed the end of the last couple of seasons. You know, healthy to start the season, 
balls out the first six weeks. Everybody's talking about an, an MVP or whatever, and then struggles. So to stay healthy. So, I mean, Justin Fields has got to show you that he's going to, that he's going to pass the ball with efficiency. And anybody who thinks Justin Fields can't throw is a joke. I mean, he's, He's so much better as a passer than what people have given him credit for. You know, the so. problem is he had some he had some pretty like just really poor throws. And again, it's hard to judge when you're running for your life. And I, I don't think you were on yet. Reese, I were talking about this where you know any quarterback looks pedestrian when you get pressure in their face. And you know he had pressure like non every down he had pressure. So that's right. where going to what you're saying, like you need to find out. Can he can he make you know throws through a tight window? Um, yeah, you know that that's and it the, wasn't just except for him. It wasn't just pressure from the outside either. Like yeah, the quarterback can manage that. You you watch Justin Fields and the Bears offense last year. He'd get the ball hiked back, and there would be a nose tackle in his lap before the ball got there. You're right, and it was like you just you you can't that's do anything with pressure. Like coming in your face you know Lucas Patrick was a train wreck at center um and then you got plays and I tried to I've tried to explain this to Jay too you got plays last year where like you're talking about fields not finishing games well and they would have plays like uh, the Vikings game where he passes the ball to Amir Smith-Marset he runs for 17 yards can just step out of bounds and said he decides to run through a guy and he fumbles Right. Jets select yeah. Will McDonald the fourth. Okay. I didn't see that coming, but okay. Interesting. Um, I, I don't and I don't know their roster makeup, but you know, linebacker. I, I didn't I didn't see him. I don't think I saw him that high on any of any of the drafts that I was or the the mock drafts I was looking at. So they have him as number – they rank him as number three in his position, number 25 overall. Um, it seems pretty high. Seems pretty high. Um, I'm surprised Christian Gonzalez has fallen this far. Me too. So real quick, I'll wrap up what I was saying there. Um, you know, you had another play where Fields throws the ball. He's, he scrambles – make some time, throws the ball to Equinemia St. Brown, it goes right through his hands. You know, there was a game where it was it was EQ, it was EQ, Dante Pettis, you know, and Bayless Jones out there as Justin Fields wide receivers. Like they can't create separation. Right. And he has no time. Those are not good combinations. Like none of those guys could body anybody, you know. The thing I'll be interested to see is what do the Bears do with wide receiver going into the year? Are they going to extend Darnell Mooney? Um, Chase Claypool has not earned another contract, so I would not extend him yet. Um, but they got two guys in, in Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool that are out of contract after this last year, after this next year. So I, that's an interesting piece to this where – you could be going into next offseason with DJ Moore as your wide receiver, and you're looking to add a wide receiver, which 
would line up perfectly for our Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison take. So I would be ecstatic with Marvin Harrison, and it looks like Will Levis is just going to fall to Washington. Which like, which would be just appropriate, right? Right, just real appropriate. So, all right, y'all. It's been fun. Well, guys, I enjoyed the conversation today. Thanks for letting me be a part uh, of your big time podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, you're welcome anytime. We'll talk some college football when it when it comes up. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready for uh, the Illini to make some moves in basketball and get this settled. Right. So. Yeah, we gotta. We definitely gotta get you on and talk some Cubs because these bums, these bums don't get near as excited as I do. So Stop. Right. Stop. Let's go. Let's go. No, I get. I get meatballish about the Cubs, man. Like, I just. I love the Cubs. I've already hey, no, two no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Our last podcast. All I said was. I'm excited, but let's pump the brakes a little bit. It's April. Nope. That's not That's all I said. Enough. It's not excited enough, bro. That's all I said. Listen, not excited I'm enough. all in. I'm all in. I'm all in on the Nico bandwagon. Like I'm I'm Nico is amazing. I'm driving Nico's the train gonna win on Nico. Time. Big time. Hey, I'm all in on 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 uh the belly bombs. Like, mm-hmm. bro. All day. All day. My man is my man has found An his animal. Stroke. Jan Gomes, like bro, Jan Gomes on, is no. the man. Jan Gomes is a better catcher than Wilson Contreras. Yes, all, he is. All day, every day, hands down, hands down. Yeah, yeah man, I'm, I'm all in on the Cubs this year. Justin Steele is bro. phenomenal. He's an animal. He's here's an the only animal. Thing. I know this isn't a Cubs deal conversation tonight, but here's the only deal, dude. How do you not get some type of closer somewhere? They got to. If they stay competitive, like you have to address that at the trade deadline. I mean, you, you can't. Somebody. It, hey, or, Keegan, all, hey. or, or Keegan Thompson needs to be your closer. You know, you know who they need to go get, don't you? Araldis Chapman. Bang, bro, one hundred percent. They need to go get Araldis Chapman back from Kansas City. Absolutely, one hundred and three. He's, he's throwing gas right he's now. Throwing gas for a really horrible team. And he's going to be rested up because Kansas City's not going to have that many save right. opportunities. <laughs> so I think if they stay competitive, they're definitely they got to they got to address they got to address that. So bullpen is just not good enough, man. I I went to the game last night, and I just don't understand some of Ross's decisions right now. Um, he had uh, Algelai in the game. He brings in Brandon Hughes because he's scared apparently of Grisham which is dumb. Right. And you know you got a, a no outs, a guy on first, and he's got one lefty up to bat, and then he's got to face two righties, and the second one is Fernando Tatis. <laughs> like, why are you just gifting them right. a good a good matchup? Like, I would much rather have Alzali versus Grisham than, you know, Tatis and Brandon Hughes. And, and then at and the end of the game, starter, so he's not. I mean, he's accustomed to facing tough guys on from tough, both sides of the plate. Both sides you know? of the plate. And then it's four to three, and he's got Keegan Thompson in the bullpen, and he brings in Julian Merriweather. Mm. And it was like Julian Merriweather's giving up a run every single time out. 
Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Keep the game close. And then they score another one, and it's over from there. So, I don't know, man. Then Keegan came out and had a good a good outing today. So, I guess I guess it worked out. But I, I predicted the Cubs would finish 16-11 and 11 this month. And all they got to do is win the series against Miami, and they'll be right at 16-11. and 11. So, and that's a really that's a really good record. It, it, you, and you had two series with the Dodgers, and you had two series with the Dodgers. Yep. So, and I mean, then you got like if you started. haven't if if you haven't got excited yet, look at the Cubs' schedule, like end of August into September. It's like two games against the the White Sox, three against the Royals, four against the the Rockies, three against right. the Pirates, another three against the Rockies, like. It's cake if you can just stay competitive through August. Last thing, and then I gotta I gotta get out of here. But Washington Commanders select Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Mississippi State. What? Okay. My man, my man Will Levis. He he's gonna sit there, and that that spotlight's <laughs> gonna be on him the rest of the night. Nobody's taking him. Poor guy. He's. Could he go to the Bucks? Maybe. If you're the Patriots, do you take Will Levis? No chance. There's no way. JSN still on the board. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot here. Lions. So, Lions could still take him. I just. I'm just happy JSN didn't go back to, to the Packers. So. Crazy. Crazy. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. It's been a good Love podcast. It's been, been great. It's been fun, man. We need to do this more often. Absolutely, for sure. And we still got to get we still still got to get my mom on for winning the bracket challenge. So we do. We got to. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. No, 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 no. no. We tied. Oh, okay, okay. We tied. I we'll came let her take. UConn brought me out, and we tied. We'll let her take her victory lap. So. Yeah. No, no, no. Ty, bro. Ty goes the runner. All right, y'all. I got to go get my son. He's freaking out. So, love y'all. It was fun, man. Let's do this again soon. So, All right. Bears got their tackle, man. They got their tackle. Hopefully, we, we see them do some good stuff tomorrow night. So, maybe All even right. turn back into the first round tonight. Hey, we'll see. Maybe hey. they'll trade up for Jackson Smith and Jigba, but that's a they different should topic. Trade up for, they should trade up for Jameer Gibbs. Oh, wait. Oh. Somebody took him at number 12. I'm out, guys. See y'all. All right, guys. All right. This has been the Golden Goat Podcast. You can download us anywhere you get your podcast Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iTunes, you name it. We will see you next time on the Golden Goat Podcast.